right. All right, guys. Welcome to Titan Avenger Gaming. I'm here with Ryan, Ross, and David tonight. Uh, we are going to be talking about the Snyder Cut of the Justice League or the Snyderverse. We will be hitting on some Falcon and Winter Soldier. Might even start talking about some NCAA basketball since three of the four current games have been played with the fourth being played now. Um, first off, make sure that you like our page, tell your friends, share our Facebook and Twitter post uh, for our, our feeds. If there's anything that you want to debate about, please come at us. And I say that in a nice way, even though we might attack you if it's kind of personal. Um, anything from movies to sports to video games, any like we're open pretty much for anything. Um, or give us a topic that we can chat about. We would love to tackle that obstacle. Maybe we can make you happy. Maybe some of us will agree with your thoughts. Maybe not. Anyways, first thing we're going to hit off on. Um, well, first, how's it been y'all's week or month since we've last done this? Pretty good. I had to restrain the naked woman. That was nice. Oh, well. that's David has that issue a lot, don't you, David? <laughs> what? <wasn't> my wife. <laughs> restraining a naked woman. No. Oh, okay. Ryan, how you been? I've been busy. Yeah, I got you on that. Uh, spring break went by quick. Still is pretty busy over spring break here, and now it's into baseball and t-ball season and staying busy with that with the kids. All right, so first topic, um, Snyder Cut of the Justice League. Uh, for anybody who's listening, in case you don't know, there was the Justice League movie that came out a few years back. And then there was the Snyder Cut that people pushed for um, that just came out here in the past week. It is four hours long. It has a bunch of different scenes and different takes at things. Um, a lot of things that people complained about was with the last one, that they try to cut a lot of scenes out because they try to compete with Marvel too fast and wanted to make it funny because Iron Man and Thor and all them had little funny lines. And so they wanted to be funny like them when you need to be your own person, you know, instead of being a copycat, do your own thing. So that's kind of the backstory on what's going on with why there's two different versions. I know I've read that issue going on. Um, before I get into Asking y'all's opinion. I'm going to go a uh, friend of mine. Um, he couldn't be here tonight. He was wanting to join us for the first time. And he's a big DC fan, big into Batman. Overall, he said he thought the Snyder Cut was great. Um, he said one, the one thing is he thought it was just a little too long, which I've seen that. Four hours is pretty long. Um, he said that there was a few scenes that he felt like they maybe could have cut some things or left some things out, you know, that didn't need to be in the movie. Um, some other things he said, even though the first half of the movie or the first few acts 
as how they broke it up. They had Bruce Wayne going around trying to get the group together. He felt like maybe there were some times you could have seen Batman a little more than waiting over halfway through the movie. He said that um, Bruce Wayne was a little more serious in this movie than he was in the original to him, which he liked because he didn't like the Bruce Wayne trying to be like the little kid, you know, humor character. He said, but the thing is, it's still to him, not the Bruce Wayne from Batman versus Superman. He says he really loved that Batman and that Bruce Wayne and how the character went. Um, some pros, which he says his pros outweighed the, the cons, but he said he loved the Steppenwolf uh, better in this version. Uh, you know, he said, we talked about that he loved, and this is some stuff that I thought about too. He loved how they went into detail with a lot of the characters and stuff at the beginning, kind of knew more of a backstory on them. Um, which, uh, and I'll get into some more of that because some of the stuff he says, stuff I agreed with. So, David, you said you didn't get to see it yet? Nope. I didn't and, get to see it at all. Ross, you didn't say you saw it yet either? Okay. Um, Ron, I'll go in with you real quick. So give me your give me your topic or give me your uh, stamp of approval or disapproval on the topic. Well, I really like the movie. Um, I, when you can make a villain, I don't want to say when you can make yourself care about a villain or when you can write a villain in which is like, okay, I actually understand why a villain's doing what a villain's doing then a movie is going to be good. Like, I mean, it's just, it's going to be good. You know, you have, you know, going back to Endgame and Infinity War, you knew why Thanos was doing what Thanos was doing Mm -hmm. and how he set out to accomplish his goals. And it's also nice when you're watching a movie. He thought he was right. Yeah. And you get sort of the same kind of, I, well, not the same ideology, but you get the same idea of what's going on with, you know, uh, with Steppenwolf in this movie, you understand him. I, I don't really ever feel sympathy for him because I mean, you know who he's, he's with, but you get it. Like, it's like, okay, that makes sense. That I would, that was the reason why you would be doing what you're doing. And so it makes it, it makes it work. So I like it. Um, like everyone said, like every single person I've heard talk about this movie that's liked it good and bad uh, and even be- or that's liked it and didn't like it. And even before, you know, everyone got to see it, what the critics were saying, what the people that first got to watch it were saying, they're all saying the same thing. You know, Cyborg is like, he's the focus of the story and adding to his story makes it make sense. Like it makes, this makes the movie better. And yeah, it's, it's, that's correct. Like, by the end of this, it's like, okay, I actually want to see a lot of Cyborg. I won't even watch a whole movie with Cyborg yeah. now. Um, so I really liked, I liked what they did with Cyborg. I like what they did with all the characters. I liked what they did with Cyborg. I like what they did with um, the Flash. Like, they're both their characters, I felt like, you know, they weren't throwaway side by, you know, slapstick comedy characters, which is nice. 
I really enjoyed. Um, I also enjoyed Aquaman. Thought he was really cool. And then I really enjoyed the big three: um, <clears throat> Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. You know, it add, does add depth to their characters. I thought what they did with Superman in this movie versus what they did when regular Justice League movie was just so much better. Like, I'm not going to give away a scene unless you've just seen it, but I'm not going to give it away. But, you know, one of Superman's scenes, when you watch it and it happens, you're like, yeah, that's 100% Superman. That That's that's Superman. And, you know, it's that confidence. It's that power. It's that ability to be a part of the fight that's really good. So I enjoyed that. Oh, so, In fact, honestly, it was probably my favorite. Superman scenes were probably some of my favorite scenes in the movie. Did I think it was too long? Not really. Like I know that sounds like I'm I'm a part of the apart from the crowd at this with saying that. Like I liked it. Like I I like longer movies. I well I don't want to say I like longer movies. I like the idea of expanding these stories where they are now. Like for instance, and I know we're going to talk about this in a little bit. Watching, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we're getting a six-hour movie with that, which I think is awesome. So, and I thought that's what a lot of people need to do anyways. It's just like, if you're going to throw these superhero films onto the, onto the, um, onto the platforms, then, you know, expand them, make them long, make it, you know, make them more like mini series than just standalone movies. So the only thing I don't like about the Snyder verse or the Snyder cut movie is that we might not get any more of it. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like, it's like a one-off and it's like, well, it, that stinks. I know they're going to, I know WD is going to, I mean, WB is going to produce more superhero content for DC yeah. comics. I'm super excited about what they've got planned. I'm most excited about the standalone Batman movie. Um, that's Robert Pattinson. I'm super excited about that. And I do want to add one more thing. The only thing I don't like about the Snyderverse, like the only thing at like inverse thing I don't like about the Snyderverse is probably the age of Batman. And I love Batman the most out of all of them because I'm a big Batman fan. It's just, you know, there's so much to explore with Batman. And I, I don't know. It's just not, I hate the fact that they made him the age they made him. And I, I get it. But you know, there's you know, I want to yeah. see, I want to see Robin, <laughs> yeah, not like the Joel Schumacher Robin. I want to see a Robin, and the Snyderverse they didn't give us a Robin; they gave us a dead. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you know, give me that in a movie, and I'm hoping that's what Robert Pattinson's uh, movie does is eventually gives us a Robin that actually works with Batman. That's what I want. I want Nightwing. I want a Robin. So. Well, so my thought again, without going into too much, um, too much detail, like some of the things I did like the character development, knowing more about Cyborg, knowing you know a little bit backstory on some of the other characters, but like one scene I really liked in Ross and David. Have you all seen like the original Justice League? Yeah, you did. Yeah, it's been a while. So one of the scenes was when Bruce Wayne went to go find Aquaman in the original. They're walking to the water and 
he said, Aquaman says to Bruce Wayne, you're out of your mind. And he jumps in the water. And then, you know, Bruce Wayne says, that doesn't mean I'm wrong. I really like that line. And in this movie, they didn't have that line. And Aquaman disappears. And Bruce Wayne walks through a crowd of people that are villagers that just start singing. And I'm kind of like, and the singing kind of, instead of it just being like a little 10 second snippet, it seemed like it went on for like a minute. And some of those scenes like that, I felt like kind of like what my friend Kevin said, I felt like that had no point. Like that didn't mean anything to me. And it, it didn't seem like it made the movie better. And I, and I kind of was joking around with Luke the other day when we kind of talked about it. I felt like, and not that this is a bad thing, and this is just me exaggerating. I felt like they took every scene that they filmed in the movie and then just put it together. They didn't actually cut anything out. And so that's why some scenes were longer than they should have been. Like, again, that's just me exaggerating. But, you know, I felt like, you know, since I did split up in the acts, I thought, well, maybe you could have done like you did with Harry Potter and Hunger Games and some of those movies and did like a part one and part two where you kind of have some backstories and then you get into the main meat of the story for the second one, you know, leave kind of a little cliffhanger like Infinity War was going at the end game. Because it, I, I don't know, I know they really wanted to catch up with Marvel and, um, you know, Marvel was already established and so they wanted to get the Justice League movie out. So we really didn't have backstories on who some of these characters were. And so it was kind of thrown together a few years back in the movies. You know, everybody knows who Batman and Superman are. Some people know who Wonder Woman is, but not too many people. Like Aquaman was always a big joke. You know, you hear how silly he is, especially if you are a Big Bang Theory fan. They talk about how, how Aquaman sucks all the time. So, so when you see somebody that, you know, is all muscled up and it's pretty bad A at being a superhero as Aquaman is in the movies. You know, I, I felt like I would love to see that movie before we got into the Justice League a couple years back. But overall, like like you said, Ryan, I did like the character development. I did like uh, some of the changes a little bit more in detail. Um, and you're right, because we're fixing to move into our next topic. Um Falcon and Winter Soldier has Ross. Have you seen that yet? Yeah, I've seen both episodes. Both episodes. David, have you seen any of the episodes of that? Yep. All both right. Episodes. So, going into that, Ryan, I thought the same thing. I even thought it with WandaVision. I was thinking, you know, this is one big storyline. In how you know most TV shows are, they have kind of a theme over a season. You know, and then the next season they progress the characters and stuff. And not that we're going to get another season of any of these series, but but just like in Big Bang Theory, The Office, and things like that. You know, you you add a new character to the show. You know, like in Big Bang Theory, you know, you added uh, uh, Sheldon's girl, you added uh, Howard's girl, and then they became main characters. And then you add some of the side characters are on there a little bit more. And but we're getting pretty much one storyline that's connected so far and it's it's like a little what you would see um like a little mid-credit scene or what they call a mini because you know there was an agent carter mini 
uh, movie that people didn't really know about that kind of set up some of the other movies. And there's been some other, like four or five, they call Marvel one shots. I think it's what it's called. Where other little things that kind of lead up to some of these other movies and kind of give you a little bit more clarification about the characters and who they are. And I feel like this is how that is. You know, we're seeing what life is like for them after in their little side projects. And again, it's their own little movie and six hours long you know even if you take away the you know some of the main characters that would probably be in their movies you know you know the iron man's the the real captain america's but um but i have to say so far the first one i I really like the first episode was very good to me um i the time went by very quickly. I wasn't ready for the episode to be over. And um, I'm curious, the bad guy, uh, man, my mind went blank, that was in Civil War and that he fought the UFC fighter. Yeah. Oh, GSP? Yeah. Yeah. Can't think George of his name. Yeah. Can't, can't think of his name. Um, yeah, I'm, hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping, you know, I like his character. But just like I liked Crossbones' character, and then he's in Civil War for two minutes and <clears throat> blows up. I was really disappointed in that. So I want to see more of that. I'm, you know, I hear about you know some of the characters that are, have already been confirmed. You know, like you know Agent Thirteen, and you know, and then War Machine's character. You know, which I know some of them they're trying to connect to the Armor Wars and other Marvel series coming down the road. But anyways, Ross. Going to start with you. What? Give me your, uh, give me your take on it. I mean, I thought it was really good. You know, that's like I said, we it's a story within a story. You know, it's their side missions. It's uh, you know, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldiers, you know, teaming up, so to speak. Even though you know, the spoilers here, they're not really wanting to team up. Um, um, but you know, at the like at the end of the first episode, I'm like who the heck is this guy? Like, they're really trying to do this. And then you find out he's kind of a butt kicker. You know, I, I kind of like him. You Who know, you Captain America. Okay. Yeah, so I got Captain America. I'm kind of like, I don't really know what to think about him because, I mean, like, he does hold his own. You know, and he says, I'm not trying to replace Steve Rogers. He's like, I'm just trying to live up to the name. And see, let me, let me stop you right there. I'm in the same boat with how I was in Civil War. I understood Captain America's side about we don't need to wait around for the government. We see what happens when the government takes control. And then mm-hmm. I'm on the side with Robert Downey Jr. where I'm like, well, maybe you do need to be put in check because, and I know it's not entirely their fault, but everywhere they go, there's a big disaster. And so there is this character who is Captain America, and he's saying, I'm not trying to replace the shoes. He seems like, and, that, and that's my thing. That's where I haven't gotten where I really like him yet, Ross, because I'm like, Rob's shaking his head. <laughs> he hates like, it. Well, like, I don't like it either. Well, I don't, well, okay. It's not I don't like I'm like, like him. oh, yeah, I'm like so gung ho about it. I just don't know how to feel about it this year. Well, that, that's my thing because I don't like him because, for one, it's kind of like Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine. If someone else, grew those chops and yeah. spiked that hair, I would be like, 
you're not even X-Men anymore. You might as well be the Y-Man. Yeah. But, like, I know no one's going to, like, it's just like if somebody puts on the Iron Man suit, no one's going to replace Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. But, like, I feel like there's got to be something more. I'm trying not to read any spoilers. I'm trying not to really think about things I remember about Falcon and Winter Soldier from what I've read. So I'm trying to just stay neutral this time because WandaVision, there was a lot of stuff I kind of already knew about from comic book experience and things that I've read on the internet, you know, years ago. So I kind of knew, I knew about White Vision. I knew about Agatha and I knew about, you know, some of the characters. So, so I'm trying to stay with this, with the fact that I'm hoping there's more to this guy because, you know, you know, um, you know, Bucky talked about, you know, there's more super soldiers that were made. You know, we saw that in the movie yeah, and all of a sudden he's fighting smashers, them and yeah. they're beating them all up. And now you have these flag smashers who want things the way they want them, kind of like how the blip yeah, was. They, yeah, that's what they said. He said, they said, we're just like, we're basically trying to go back to before the blip because it's like now they only care about the people who came back. They don't care about anybody else. It's like, it's all about them. Yeah. And, you know, and so I'm, I'm curious to see how these guys are going to progress. And, you know, let me repeat, kind of clarify myself. It's like, I don't want anybody to replace Steve Rogers, like, or Chris Evans as, as Captain America, you know, cause I'm, I'm kind of like with Bucky. I'm like, you know, there's a reason why Cap gave you Falcon the shield. Like he gave it to you. And of course, you know, he's like, I thought I was doing the right thing by giving it up. And see, and, I, and that's another thing I'm split on, you know, and I understand him. He like, he feels like he can't replace Captain America, you know, so, so his responsibility. And so, you know, he's like, I, you know, I can't live up to being Captain America. So I'm going to do the right thing and it needs to be in a museum. And I feel him too. But then again, I'm kind of like, well, now look what you did, which he didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah, he didn't. And Bucky's too blind. Bucky, that's Bucky's, that's his childhood friend. And, you know, and, and he knows what all cost that his buddy Steve and Captain, you know, or Captain America went through with Civil War, with hiding him and going through all that mess. So it's like I, I'm I'm really torn right now, knowing there's only four episodes left, and I'm hoping. Yeah, I just want to see like what what the end, end game you know is going to be with this uh, with this guy because he is. I mean, he said in that little interview, you know, he's like, I'm not, I don't have super strength, I'm not a Tony Stark, you know, but he throws that shield around like he I mean he knows what he's doing. I mean, he's a special ops guy. Uh, so and I mean he he and he tried he tried at the end of the, the episode two he's like we need to work together we can't do this alone and you know of course Falcon and Bucky you know are like no you know go away and he's like all right stay out of our way then you know so I mean he's like he he tried to team up with them and I'm just kind of curious and like I'm ready to see what where where they're gonna take this story with him as Captain America even though he's not Captain America but. Uh, I really do want to – I mean, for me personally, I kind of want to see Falcon take up the shield um, before the end of the season, or at least at the end of the season, because I think I'm, – I'm with Cap. I mean, there's – he gave that to him for a reason. 
he knew that he would be the one he should be the one to carry that shield um and take on the captain american persona uh, and he's capable of doing it um so but other than that i, I mean i like the storyline so far uh and and maybe I'm blanking. Have we figured out why Bucky was ended up in a Wakanda, or how? Yeah, yeah 100. That was like um, that was movies ago. That was after Civil yeah. War. Sorry. Yeah, so <laughs> you know he was you know he was so I'm, I'm blanking. I, I knew that. Yeah. So he went there for uh, Shuri and the Wakanda technology to help cure him, pretty much. Well, I wouldn't say cure him. I would well, say to get was, the brainwashing out like, because he was. I feel like that's a bit. Because they replaced his arm, obviously. They put the vibranium arm on. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I I agree with you. I think that's what they were thinking about doing when they were doing Winter Soldier, like, or not Winter Soldier, after Civil War. But I think they have retconned that a little bit um, with this show. You know, he was in Wakanda to basically you know, just be done, you know, like letting him live his life. And then with the, with Endgame, he got thrust back, all, well, Infinity War and Endgame, he got thrust all back into it. And since he was able to, and he was also a fugitive and like, you know, he had diplomatic immunity in Wakanda. And after, you know, after the events of Infinity War or an Endgame, you know, he's like, okay, you know, you've actually, we can pardon you for how you helped saved the universe um and everything so you know and then they they forced him into therapy and now he's trying to make amends eh, yeah <laughs> i was i don't know if he's trying to make amends but well, he's definitely trying to his therapist he's trying he's yeah. supposed to yeah <laughs> but, sorry, but as I, for I, as for new captain america that, that like i'm not telling you not to like the character but don't don't be hanging on this fact that you know he's Captain America. Oh, I, oh yeah. No, I mean, he's, he's not going to stay. Very Captain clearly America. an antagonist in this show. He might not be the antagonist, but he is an antagonist, and he's meant to be. And I don't got to tell you much about his character in the comic books, but there's a character that he's based off of in the comic books. And well, yeah, all these are. You know the yeah. I, Ross and David, you can stop me here, and Ron, you too. Like, um, do you guys want to know kind of some backstory on some of these characters? I mean, I, I know I, I know the backstory on most of the characters they've introduced now. Well, yeah, I figured you did. But do y'all want to know some backstory on some of these characters? I don't Yeah, mind. For, the, for the fans, man. Come on. Okay, yeah. so yeah. Um, Lieutenant Torres, you know, uh, Falcon's buddy, you know, who's mm-hmm. sitting at the table with him and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. In the comics, you know, he turns turns into – he becomes the Falcon, so, you know, he's kind of like the next step in that because, you know, he went, you know, Falcon went on to be Captain America and things like that. And then I'm pretty sure, and Ron, you can tell me if I'm wrong here, the, I can't think of his name, but the army buddy to the new Cap, he becomes he's, like an, he's, another he, Falcon or something, right? No, he's uh, he's just a sidekick, Battlestar, Galactica. (laughs) 
Well, I thought he became. I don't think he becomes Falcon. Books. Yeah, I mean that. No, that's like his moniker in the comic books. He doesn't become Falcon. Not that I've heard of, and I haven't like I haven't read any comics with him in it. But from what I understand, he's just he's like like in the comics, he's just he's like a sidekick in the same vein as Bucky. And I think even in the comic books, at one point, he calls himself Bucky. Maybe that's what I was thinking about. But you know, I kind of want to see more about this. Uh, I don't know if they'll go more into it or just find more characters, but like this Isaiah. Oh yeah, I think they're gonna. There, Isaiah can't be one off for a couple different reasons. One, you just gave way too much information there, and two, you got a pretty dang good actor to come in and play him. Yeah, and then his 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 grandson um, is part of the Young Avengers, and he calls himself the Patriot. Yeah, and so I'm, and I knew the, you know, the guy that played, you know, he's one of the you know, Zemo, one of the main bad guys in the comic books, and he kind of played his character, you know, I say kind of loosely, in Civil War. And so I'm excited to see where, I don't know if you guys realize, when they said they were going to go visit him at the end of part two, and you see the little silhouette of a guy sitting there, that's I'm- that guy from Civil War that Black Panther pretty much captured at the end. This is just my prediction. And I did nothing to go on except maybe a couple different trailer scenes that you can see online. I'm like certain that he's behind all of this. Well, yeah, I'm bo- I think he's doing exactly what he did in Civil War. I think he's about to pit two sides against each other for total destruction. Well, I can see that because um, he might even try to, you know, he knew that he could control Winter Soldier in that movie and. He might know where, like, he's probably behind the flag people where he's gotten in contact with them somehow. You know, yeah. know that they're super soldiers. And <clears throat> did also, this is not, I don't think this will have any bearing on the story overall. But from what I've seen in the trailers that they released, I'm also like 90% certain that Bucky can detach and reattach his arm. I, well, I think he can too. Because, like, I've seen something where it looks like it's coming back on. It would be really cool if they figured out a way to make it a weapon. <laughs> like, yeah. not just, like, a punchy weapon. I'm talking, like, that thing could just all of a sudden, like, turn into, like, a cannon, like, claws did. <laughs> or, like, like, cyborg or something like that. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it'll do that. But, you know, I've but, noticed that it can do. I noticed that it, it looks like it's it, it's reattached at some point during the show. So, David, what have you thought about it? What have I thought? I mean, y'all pretty much touched up most of it. I mean, I like the internal struggle from both of them. Like, you see Bucky wake up from a nightmare, sleeping on the floor, you know, dealing with stuff that he's done in the past. Um, You see, you know, Sam dealing with the responsibility of being – the new Captain America wanting to be and the responsibility that comes with the shield, you know, and it's kind of like how all of us in real life that have to deal with something personal. Yeah. And we put all this weight on ourselves and it kind of like, you know, festers. That's how I take it as like, you know, 
we all deal with certain things that we want to live up to, like maybe our parents' standards or be a role model to kids. Yeah. And make means of bad things that we've done to other people. And, you know, hopefully they become friends and not enemies. Yeah. I really like, I really like the chemistry that uh, Anthony Mackey and young Luke Skywalker has together. I think that's pretty cool. I do like how they, uh, uh, Sam calls uh, Bucky white. Is it? White Panther instead of the White Wolf. Yeah, white, yeah, white yeah. I thought that was kind of funny too. And he's like, it was it's White Wolf, and then he he's kind of like, he's kind of like really. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> but you know, I love it when they were walking through the the thing and Red Wings right behind him, and he's like swatting at it like it's a gnat in his face or something. Like those scenes, yeah. had, not that it, that's what's made the movie. Like this, everything is about it I've really liked, you know. But it it just kind of. Shows a different side, kind of like Thor. You know, we've seen Thor grow where he was like this god. And he's like, says, I'll have another. And he breaks the thing. And now he's turned into this funny guy. Like I was watching Ragnarok the other night and he's sitting there. And this is after Hulk turns back to um, Bruce Banner. He's like, yeah, we got in a fight and I won. He's like, or no, Bruce Banner goes, did I win? He's like, no, I won. He's like, really? That doesn't sound right. He goes, yeah, it was bad. You know, like things like that. And and so that's that's just what I've liked about the thing. I think the only thing that had me confused and had me thinking was in episode one when uh, Sam went to help get a loan for his family. Mm-hmm. First off, you know, the guy goes, well, you haven't had any income in the last five years, which... <laughs> yeah. well, well, duh. Duh. <laughs> haven't had any income in the last five years. But my thing is, this is six months after, you know, the end game. And we've seen that he has been working for the military, doing jobs, putting his life on the line. So why is he not getting income from that? And then the guy made a, you know, a clear question. He goes, so do you just, Tony Stark just, you just show up and he pays you. And he's like, that's not how it works. So, so how were you getting paid then? So how were, how were any of the Avengers getting paid? You know, Tony Stark obviously made his money for who he was. And so I could just make, which I know it, it's more to think about. It's just comics. It's just movies, but it kind of made me think why make this scene, which I know they're trying to make a struggle with the family and not getting the loan for the company but it's it just had me thinking like, why did they bring that up to make comments about, well, that's not how it worked. And but like I said, he's been working for the military for six months. So there should be money coming in for somewhere that he can say, you know, I have this, but like I said, well, that's nothing we have to talk about. You remember, in, like, you remember in civil war, like, you know, the whole Sokovia Accords when cap and then went against it. Right. That's when your money functions stop. You're no longer working for the government. Well, yeah. But like I said, that was that's that's the reason why most of that is kind of like, well, you haven't had any income in the last five years. Well, the five years was the was the blip, though. But, you know, and he wasn't he was gone for the blip. 
Yeah, but well, that could be that also, and then the whole turning your back against the government. So you know. Yeah, but now he's working for the government again, so it's not like he's well, a bad guy. But I think the deal is there is you know when he says when you're talking about I mean you know you know what it's like getting a loan. They're not just looking at like how much money you have in your bank account. It's how much money you're making in six months worth of like actually having a job for the first time in seven years, to be honest with you, maybe a little bit longer than that, almost 10 years, you know, that's probably, probably doesn't look good. Cause I mean, they're looking at your credit too. That's, that's the other thing. Well, I understand that. And I understand <laughs> like, you know, we're really going into the, like the real world situation, but, but the thing he is, also, wait, he also says this, you know, when he's talking about like, cause he talks about working with the government and he says, they're not paying him a lot, but they're giving him incentives. And I would think like incentives are probably like, honestly, like food or housing vouchers. So it's like, you don't need money because you get some of this stuff for free. Yeah. Like for, I can, in a way I can attest to that. Like because of my housing situation, the fact that I am living in a parsonage, you know, I don't get to, you know, I don't, stuff to do with like I don't own the house that my church owns the house and so like I don't I don't talk about my house on taxes because you know I'm, it's not well, it's yeah. not my house but I, so actually, it just doesn't hurt me or help me and like working with the government and getting incentives it doesn't hurt or help unless he's trying to do something like get a loan yeah but like you think that work. if you have a standing with like the military you'd be able to say well I work for the military so you know because you're you're human, so they're going to eventually. You're not going to be in the army forever. Eventually, he would retire from the army. In his situation, you know, he was an Avenger then. So you think he would have something? And then you know he took the, you know, the Falcon suit, which was technically the military. So he's technically using the suit that belongs to them. Yeah, I, I'm wondering time. if they'll ever actually like go into that a little bit more. Because, I mean, it's clear to me that, like, he has a personal possession with the suit. Yeah. And I think he's probably the only one that can fly with it because it seems to be they haven't tried to – they haven't tried to um, – uh, what, what do I want to say? They haven't tried to have anyone else with the, with the Falcon suit on this time. Yeah. And the dude that becomes the Falcon, I don't know if they'll keep this MCU comics accurate, but the guy that you were talking about, the uh, the, the guy that he's that's already they've already shown in the comics, he gets tested on in the not in the show. I don't know if they'll have it in the show. Might should, but he gets hit with the soldier super soldier serum in the comics, and he actually grows wings. So like Sam's wings are not you know they're you know that's a suit that allows him to fly. Yeah. The other guy actually grows wings, so. But and and to not you know, since we don't want to talk about this kind of stuff a lot in the on this podcast, I'm not gonna like dive into this because it could become a debate real quick. But I mean, there's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of political undertones to this show that are that are the reasons why certain things are happening the way they are with well, yeah different characters, um, especially the loan stuff. But we're not we won't talk about that here on the podcast 
But like I said, I've I've enjoyed it. I'm, you know, it's one of the things where I know the these guys are the future of the Avengers, pretty much, and you know, they're still the future of Marvel, where the other guys have kind of passed the torch. Um, I hate that it's only six episodes. I wish it was more, so I really want to see more of it. But same thing with like WandaVision. I want to see more of that too. And but I can't wait to see what it's going to lead to. Uh, curious to see if we're going to have, you know, if there's going to be any surprise characters that they haven't introduced yet. Curious what other Marvel movies or series is supposed to kind of hint towards. I know one thing they talked about was that this might lead up to a Marvel movie and Loki. I've heard that, but again, that's all talk. You know, I, you know, I remember hearing, I think we talked about it, about WandaVision, who the, who the special guest was going to be on WandaVision, you know, and they said that was just kind of taken. It was Paul Bettany the whole time. Yeah. He was saying, well, I was talking about myself because I was playing myself. And looking at myself. So, so I'm just kind of curious what else is going to go with that. But, anywho, any other comments on it? Questions? I'm excited for episode three. Me too. Ready for that. I love this show. Like, I like it more than I like WandaVision. And I really like oh, yeah. WandaVision. I do too. Like I said, and I agree. WandaVision was very good. Um, I was thinking coming into this, I was like, all right, we're going to, you know, this will be a close second to WandaVision. And now I'm like, man, WandaVision, this thing's kind of like hit you out of the ballpark with two episodes. Of course, this is six episodes and it's a movie. It's a movie. It's a six hour long movie. In fact, I've already told told my wife that I'm kind of thinking about one day getting a free day and when this is all out and just watching it in succession. To see how movie-like it really is. Yeah. All right. Before we end, we'll just kind of briefly go over this uh, pretty quick. So March Madness is going on right now. Um, it is. Three of the four games are done, and I know by the time anybody listens to this, all four teams will be set, and you will know who's playing in the final four uh, right now, number 11 UCLA is winning at halftime against number one, Michigan 27, 23, which I, I have said USC and UCLA were the hot teams, but I knew USC was going to meet their match against Gonzaga. Gonzaga is a match. Uh, do what? You call that a match. When I was just talking about <laughs> USC being, Good through the whole tournament. They weren't. I think. To I think Gonzaga is going to do what they've done to every single team the rest of this tournament. Well, yeah, they they can spread the floor because they have so many guys that are perimeter guys that are big men. Yeah, and then they that Suggs. They look like an NBA team. It, it really is the only team I think that could possibly give them a run is Baylor. Is Baylor and how Baylor can with their speed and yep. stuff. Three. Like Baylor's 
Baylor's pretty good. Baylor's been pretty legit all year. Um, now Houston, like Houston, could surprise me. I think Houston and Sam, uh, and their coach could could do something. But I'm I'm not surprised by UCLA. You know, I think you know everybody talks about this has been a crazy year. Brackets were busted in the first couple hours, but we haven't really been get to see some of these teams because some teams have only played 15 games and 20 games because of like a lot of it was a lot of preseason tournaments were canceled or people didn't get to go. And so we haven't seen, and now teams, instead of being hot in January and February are getting hot now because they're finally gelling together. And that's like UCLA is one of the first four and now they're fixing to be possibly a final four. I think UCLA is the best is the best chance to beat Gonzaga. I just don't think so. I think their luck will run out. I mean, they just play so well. Well, yeah. But so does Gonzaga. I mean, that's, you know, I thought I said best chance. I'm not saying they're going to win it. I'm saying the best chance to win it. Like, I thought a team that had another great shot was Loyola. I thought they were going to make the run in Oregon State. Surprised me there. Oregon State did for you know very well, just like with all the other Pac-12 teams, with what they were able to do. But but you know a lot of you know the brackets I made. A lot of my brackets are pretty close. You know I had I actually had in one of my brackets I either had UCLA or BYU beating Alabama. So, in that side, I had the winner of that game, BYU or UCLA, going all the way to the Elite Eight anyways. That was actually another team I thought could probably maybe derail Gonzaga was Alabama just because they're yeah. so freaking good at the, you know, the, the three. But that's, that's the thing. That was Alabama's thing last year. But they were ride thing. or die with three, the dang three. By the three. That, that's the reason why I will never pick a team – that is a three-point shooting, one-dimensional team. That is why Auburn has choked. That's the reason why Illinois choked back in 05 against North Carolina. Now, North Carolina had them up by like 20 points, I think, and Illinois came back and made it a game because they got hot. But if they go cold, then you're done. And, like, I would rather you be one-dimensional on having a post game because – if you have a little bit of perimeter shooting, you can still pass it out to somebody. But if you don't have an inside game, and like Ross said, that the, the live by the three, die by the three, you know, in it's kind of like in football, you know, the, the Chiefs did it, you know, last year. But we've seen like some very good teams from the Peyton Mannings to the – the Rams and stuff have these offenses that nobody can stop, and then they're just cold. But I just, like, last, I just, like last night, dude. Now, Arkansas obviously didn't do themselves much favors. but um, I mean, Arkansas's problem the whole entire tournament, and it I, – I, okay, call it being a diehard Arkansas fan, they could have run the gauntlet if Moses Moody had been hot the whole entire tournament. He wasn't. 
I'm not saying it's entirely his fault that they lost. I think there's a lot of reasons why they lost last night. But I really believe had he actually been like 100%, you know, had he, he, had he played great last night, which he didn't, um, or if they could have adjusted for him to play great, although, I mean, he took so many shots and they just would not fall in. I think that I really think they would have run away with the tournament. I think that I don't know about Gonzaga. Like I said, that freaking team looks like an NBA team. Yep. So, but I think they could have, I think they could have easily made it to the championship game. When I say easily, I really mean like they could have made it to the championship game. Um, if Moses Moody would have been just, if he had just, if he, if he had ever caught fire, he never caught fire in this tournament. Part of the reason why he never caught fire in this tournament was because he, they, you know, most of the most of the opposing defenses pressured him. Like, I mean, you can watch it in Baylor. Every time he got the ball, they pretty much swarmed him. Yeah. Um, and then when he finally got open, he just couldn't get anything. And that was the other thing too. I mean, I, I, I'm not being salty. Everything Baylor put up, almost anything. If they had a hand in their face, if there was good defense, if there was no defense at all, Baylor. I said this on Twitter uh, to an <coughs> Arkansas person. Because we were talking, they said something about it, and I said, "I'm convinced Baylor could be blindfolded at this point, shoot it from behind their back with a gorilla, an actual gorilla with its giant paws on their shoulders, and that ball would still go in." <laughs> that's 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 where I was going to make my point. Is everything that Baylor was putting up last night was going in, mm-hmm. and especially for that just, first half, especially that first half. Now, it didn't just go Arkansas, in. Hey, Arkansas. Arkansas got within four points. So I'm not going to sit here and say that they they never had a chance because they did. They did. There's the there's things they didn't capitalize on, you know. Uh, but, golly, Baylor was just shooting the lights out. Yeah. You know, but I'm going to say this, you know, Baylor is number one. But on paper, Houston's got them beat. They do. And Gonzaga's yeah. got everyone beat. So uh, I'm just saying, look, the next game, Houston <laughs> – on paper, uh, except for like the three, you know, field goal percentage and three point percentage, but everything else, if if Houston can put them in check, they've got to beat rebounds, offensive rebounds, and uh, defensive rebounds, steals, uh, turnover rate, uh, <clears throat> just about, and, and free throw percentage. You know, go to if you get to the line, if they can get to the line. I think they can. I think they can beat Baylor. I'm just saying. <laughs> Because Arkansas got to the line more than Baylor and out-rebounded them. Yeah. And still lost last night. Here's an annoying but like, And I tweeted this, too. I said, like, if – I mean, like, if, if Baylor's shooting like that, I, it's going to be hard for anybody to beat them. That's what I mean. That's with any team. Because I had it's a conversation today, kind of like what we were just talking about. They're like, oh, well, all they were was shooting threes. I'm like, no. No, they, they were They were throwing alley-oops. They were dunking. They were making passes, you know. Crap, Matt Mitchell. Gore, you know, yeah, Mitchell sat there, just, and they were just tripping, and the ball would just be like, I'm you know, those, like Arkansas. Like, it's like Arkansas had like had a spread defense going on almost, and Baylor's picking it apart. Well, Mitchell, it's like he was looking at him, going, "Hey, what's that over there? Huh? What?" And then <laughs> he's already halfway yeah. to the basket every single time. Before they, before you even knew it, they were eighteen down. Well, and it that, wasn't just like I said, and it wasn't just threes. Well, and that happened numerous times. Like, like on some of Arkansas's runs, 
you know, it's not like they went on like an 18-0 run or anything, but they yeah. were just chipping away, and then all of a sudden Baylor would go, boom, 10-0 run. And then they would chip it away, and then boom, 8-0 run. And then, and then they didn't score like the last six yeah. to eight minutes. I yeah. know. Everything they put up, don't, don't. Well, some of it, I think, it's you know desperation. Like, I got to hit this three. They just hit a three. I got to hit a three and you know get us back in the game. And yeah. I was like, that you didn't need that. And then, like, it was like a six and seven point game, and you're probably not going to win. But you let them come across half court. You don't foul them. And about eight to ten seconds goes off, and then you tell your team to foul. I'm like. Now you're even making it even more of a chance for you not to win. Yeah, like, yeah. Then don't even foul. But then, you know, you know, Note came off the bench and just, boom, hitting his shots. He, you would think that he was on Baylor's team and he just switched jerseys. Yeah. But he came in and provided that spark. And I don't know if they didn't pick up that he got a fourth foul or they think, oh, well, he's going to be fine. We're going to ride him. But I really think you should have pulled him. Because he he was a huge spark, but he let the adrenaline of that game instead of let you know, like he went in balls out. You know, you hear people say, just let the game come to you, adapt to the game. He was out of control a lot in but but he still made great plays. And it just bit him in the butt, especially on that last foul. He went gung ho, went in, out of control. And nine times out of ten, they're going to call that a charge. Mm-hmm. And I hate it in situations like this. Yeah, I feel like the charges have gotten a little soft here lately. I, I don't know. I just I know, I, I feel like, uh, like when we were well, obviously when we were in school, like it took a lot more to get a charge than it does now. Yeah, but, I know they're looking a lot more on. If you get there, and then a lot more on that, the elbow. If they're you know, out of control, and they're and they're doing a lot of this, you know. Yeah, well, because you don't want the elbow. touching, because you used to, be able to put your hand on somebody to keep an arm distance, and now they don't want any of that. That's hand yeah. checking. You cannot have that at all, especially in high school sports, you know. And so you really you've got to play. It's got to be all body up and moving your feet. It's how it's got to be in sports. Speaking of, since we're on the subject, not really about fouls, I have I do have one giant complaint about March Madness that has gotten on my nerves in every single game I've watched, not just Arkansas. I cannot stand it when there's like they go to a TV timeout, go down to the court, and then there's another there's another commercial break. How many times I saw that happen this year in the March Madness tournament games? It's like it, I'm not joking. Like there would be like a five minute commercial break, and then they would whatever team would get the ball go down the court. Something dumb would happen, and there was another five minute commercial break. That was so frustrating. Yeah, that takes you. That takes that takes everybody out of the game. I think that even takes the players out of the game. Well, <laughs> that was one thing, and I remember my uncle telling me this. And he thought that's what hurt Arkansas back in 95. And I could be wrong. If there's, we have a listener listening that knows more about it, obviously it's going to be somebody that knew more about sports back in, in the 90s. But, you know, Arkansas was fast-paced team, and 
someone said that the championship game of 95 when they played UCLA is that year is when they kind of introduced the every four minutes TV timeout. And so that taking that timeout when there's just a turnover or a foul slowed down Arkansas's momentum. They could never get in momentum. And so their talent was kind of slowed down, you know, kind of like if a team goes on a run and I call a timeout, I want to kind of break that momentum they have. And that's what I've heard. And I agree with that. I feel like because if you don't have a turnover or anything in that four minute period and you go into the next four minute period, you're going to technically have two back to back timeouts. Or if you've went into it about half the time and then there's another time and then somebody calls a timeout, then you're calling, I mean, you know, back to back. If you're going to do that, like it, just make it a normal basketball game then. I love college basketball, but just make it four quarters. <laughs> just do it like that. That makes the things a lot easier. Yeah. Don't make it two 20-minute halves. Just make it four quarters. NBA does that. Yes, I don't know why. Women are women doing that. Women do that. I don't know why college basketball does that. It's I've always like in some ways I think that's kind of neat. In other ways, I think that's really weird. Just make it four quarters. That would make everything so much easier. Well, I know some Arkansas schools are already trying to implement uh, shot clock. That I mean, I think I think that's good. A shot clock is good for especially those guys that are going to go. I mean, like that's good to know how to, you know, it's good. Make it all the same as much as possible across the board, because if these guys are going to and girls are going to go from high school to college to pro. They need to know how to play it at every level. Yeah. It doesn't need to be like so drastically different at this level than at this level, which is also why I think in NFL should go back to the college football, uh, college football style of uh, overtime. This is since we're talking about that, I figured I would just throw that in there. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know if that's ever going to happen though. It's not. NFL's stupid. Punch them in the face. They're so stupid. <laughs> All right, guys. But yeah. It's annoying. It's frustrating. David, do you have any last comments before we end tonight? No. We no, sleep. Maybe yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's sleeping. No. <laughs> Liar. No, I was just you have your little teddy bear and you're cuddled up already with William? Teddy bear. I don't use stuffed animals. Okay, we're not going to get into that. This is a family-friendly show. <laughs> Ross, you got anything for tonight? Uh, no, I got, you know, you probably saw me tweet it, but uh, cheers, 19th birthday for Kingdom Hearts. You know, uh, one of my favorite, probably is my favorite game. Uh, don't know what I'm going to stream next. You know, I finished, uh, Ratchet and Clank. It was really fun. Kind of short, but fun. Uh, Got some good movies coming out. Godzilla and versus Kong's coming out tomorrow. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure they previewed. All right, we got a preview for Black Adam that's coming out pretty soon. Excited about that. Uh, yeah, I saw the preview for the Suicide Squad. Yeah, Suicide Squad. I'm not a big Saw fan, but the preview for uh, the new, basically new Saw movie, but Spiral, I guess. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got Chris Rock and uh, Samuel L. Jackson in it. Yeah. Watch preview for that. Look pretty good. Kind of, kind of want to see it. Uh, yeah. No, I'm not a huge Saw fan. I'm still not ready for Black um, Widow. And then, uh, yeah, all the Marvel stuff coming out. Um, new Jason Statham movies coming out. Kind of want to see that. Um, so, other than that, no, I'm just, that's kind of what's on my mind. All right. Ron, you got anything else? Gonzaga's going to win the championship in basketball. So everybody else just needs to stay home. The Broncos are going to win the NFL uh, Super Bowl <laughs> next year. No. <laughs> Everything. Their defense is going to be that good. Um, the Razorbacks are going to have a better football season next year. I can't say championship. It's not. We're not there yet. Um, Open for uh, maybe a World Series, College World Series title this year. Oh, I was going to say, they're definitely going to the World Series. Um, oh. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas is going to win a national championship or a world championship, however, in baseball. And next year, the basketball team is going to the Final Four and beyond. We'll see if they all stick together. Well, I mean, the biggest thing now is, yeah, it's it's all going to happen. Because now you just got to – nowadays you just got to recruit every year. And the Broncos are also going to – um, draft Mac Jones, and he's going to be our quarterback for the future. Well, good luck with that. They're saying 49ers might go after Justin Fields. so Or Zach Wilson. We'll see. Uh, well, guys, it was fun tonight. <clears throat> we will try to do another podcast very soon. Uh, even if it's just us talking about our week, I want to get together. I know like all of our schedules we've chatted, everybody's been super busy. It's just crazy how life can take, take control sometimes. Uh, Maybe eventually we'll try to get it set up where we can say every Saturday night or every Wednesday night or whatever it is, we'll have a more set tone. Yeah. I don't want to make any promises for everyone in this group, but I mean, summer is probably going to be an easier time to do that kind of thing. I'm, I'm hoping, I don't know about my schedule with my internship and I don't know if I'm going to be working extra and things like that, but I'm hoping. But anyways, uh, everybody who's listening, thank you for joining us. Uh, Look forward to having Luke back. Again, if you uh, want to join us in debating, feel free to comment on us. Uh, email me at titanavengergaming at gmail.com. We can give you maybe a heads up on what we plan on talking about. If you just want to join the show and give us a topic, uh, we will try to tackle it then. Some of us, especially me, would probably want to make sure we have some research and feedback to go back at you. Um, but anyways uh, don't forget to give us a follow whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whichever media outlet you're following us on and look forward to seeing you all in the future we out